Welcome, my friends, to Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat, the podcast that never ends, where we gather our clan and talk about the peace and love in our lives, the difficulties along the journey, and how we rise up from them. We will experience a little thing I call cluberty together, and by the end of the show, we're going to find our sweet spot. I'm Uncle Dave, and our transformation starts right here. Hey now, and how are you doing? want to welcome you to the next episode of Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Today we're bringing on two very special people to me. Uh, we just had a, they just ran this amazing event talking about love. And that's, you know, one of the things I love talking about. Uh, I really enjoy it. It's part of my soul. And once I met these people, wow, uh, I met Raul in, in Raul Marin in July, and we became friends. We hit it off uh, as the two wolves, uh, so we'll do a little howling. And then uh, around the same time, I guess Raul met somebody much more important than me, uh, Jessica Roman. And so I'd like to welcome you both on. How is everybody doing this today? Good, 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 Dave. Thanks for having us on. It's a pleasure, and I'm excited for our conversation. All right. I'm equally as thrilled, David, and uh, like I said, I think I'm going to start saying it. What's what's better than having a bat at the beach? <laughs> there you go, man. Yeah, it's what right warm warm waters, and that's exactly when you want to be out there taking that swing. Uh, oh yeah. So let me let, let's just start off to introduce people who you might not know, and we'll we'll start off with with Jessica. So Jessica, I know you you coach, you cook, you do so much, and then you I mean again the event that we that we just finished. That love, and it wasn't really about a romantic love. It was really about love of ourselves. There was there was so many deep parts about that. And why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Let's start off that way. I think that would be awesome. Okay, great. Uh, my name is Jessica Roman. I live here in Tampa, Florida. So if you guys like the beach, I have it in my backyard. You don't have to have it on your background. You can come and see me. I am a personal development coach, and I teach women how to have cake decorating businesses from their home. I'm self-taught over 10 years, and I've started um, a successful cake decorating business over 10 years. I do wedding cakes, advanced uh, parties, and all that stuff. But now it's time to pass the baton. And my story is really one of self-love, of uh, self-development, because for so long I was in corporate America and doing what I thought was what was supposed to what I was supposed to do went to school got a job in the health insurance field and uh was pretty much miserable <laughs> for about 20 years until I found uh, that the power truly is in your creativity your superpower truly is in finding your uniqueness your uniqueness in the world and for everybody that looks different but my personal development and coaching program is two parts it's one one part mindset that really hones into um, figuring out what you like, developing that idea, and seeing how we can monetize it. Whether that be like me, a cake decorator, or maybe you want to be a painter, when, maybe you want to be an artist, or whatever it is, whatever non-traditional skill you have, I can help you develop that. And then second to that, I teach the technical skills of cake decorating in my coaching program called Yummy Coaching Factory. Uh, yummy, uh, if you see my background, I have cake pops there. Everybody loves food, right? And food brings people together. Coaching is self-explanatory. I'm just a mentor, not a, a teacher or whatever, just a mentor. I help people develop their natural skills. And Factory, my end goal one day is to have a nonprofit organization for inner city kids to uh, learn cake decorating and to have a skill that they can monetize for themselves. 
That's awesome. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about that, that goons for good idea. That's what I talk about with uh, the yeah. non-for-profit. And Raul, uh, why don't you just introduce yourself? Hello, hello. I am Raul, a.k.a. The Wise Wolf, a.k.a. DJ Rumba. I, I have a lot of hats, a lot of professional hats uh, that people know me by. Uh, for 17 years, I've worked with adult ESL students. Uh, that's, the, that's the full-time 9 to 5 side of me. The other side of me as the entrepreneur is 17 years of being a DJ for private events. So anything from birthdays to graduations to milestone uh, achievements, uh, public speaking events like the ones where I've met you, uh, anything along those lines, I, I've been able to uh, provide sound and DJ services for those types of events. Um, recently, the author of this amazing book. <laughs> yes. <See it. laughs> Uh, there we are. Right. Gratitude poems to inspire your, your growth and greatness. And I'm just starting to really hone in on my coaching and speaking skills as well. So uh, I'm passionate about a lot of things. Yeah, which is awesome. That's one of the things that you and I connected about. We talked about uh, poems or inspirational thoughts. Uh, and, and, you know, there's so much, you know, you, you, you go to events and there's, there's DJs who just play music and they usually stay to themselves. But uh, you had done something that when we met in July, something really interesting by coming up and sharing a poem, you know, being proud enough to share something that, that, that inspired you. Uh, how do things come to you? Uh, uh, and then we'll go back to Jessica. How did things come to me? As, yeah. As, what, as what, what leads, well, because I'm, I'm sure that now you're writing a lot different poems uh, that now that you're with Jessica, uh, so there's different inspirations, but how, how did you normally find inspiration prior to Jessica? Uh, <clears throat> I really, um, I really decided to, to really invest in myself as a, in person, in terms of personal growth, uh, that is, that is both monetary and personal, you know, um, there's a, I, I think uh, if you ask any of us, there are in these, in these circles, how much money have you spent on your personal development and personal growth? I'm sure we could throw out some numbers out there and that's part of it. But the other side of that is how much have you invested in yourself in terms of taking care of your self-care, being consistent with it, uh, exercising and reading and meditating or prayer, whichever one you, you align yourself with, uh, journaling, uh, healthy eating habits, and, you know, not drinking alcohol and just drinking more water. I love a good, I love a good old fashioned, but at the same time, you know, I, I only have one kidney, so <laughs> you're not going to see me, you know, very drunk at a bar. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when I decided to, to really uh, be all in on, in, in that, in that type of mindset and, and consistency with developing myself, uh, and I threw away that idea of, well, who cares what, who, who, uh, it doesn't matter if anybody says who cares about what I'm writing or what I'm trying to express. I, I'm I'm doing this for me. Awesome. Because those limiting beliefs really, uh, I let them control me for a greater part of my life. Uh, because, you know, I'm sure a lot of people feel that before they get into a process of writing a book. Well, who's going to read it? Who's going to care? What are they going to say? You know what I mean? Uh, that, that, that really, uh, uh, took over my mindset for a long time before Jessica. 
Sure. Limit, and, limiting beliefs really do hold us yeah. back. And that, that was among the things that I'd like to talk about yesterday, uh, how, how you guys created the event. Because when, when we talked about it uh, in early January, you were you're sharing uh, about the event, and you said it's going to be about love, but not necessarily a romantic love. How did you both come through with that? You know, it was interesting when we met. Uh, one of our first conversations was very deep. It, it wasn't a surface level like, hey, what's your name? What's your favorite color? I mean, we both were attracted to each other, but that was not our intent when we first had our initial meeting. It truly was to see how we could relate to each other in business. And what we found, a common theme with both of us, is that we had both individually and in separate, you know, in separate areas gone through a process of healing past traumas. For me, for me, uh, it was a journey of self-love. Uh, I come from a background to where I didn't have traditional love. Uh, I, I, my, my parents did the best that they could and they're good people, but you can't teach your kids what you don't know. And that came about when I, you know, and I noticed I had toxic traits about myself in my 20s and 30s that didn't really uh, serve me. And after going through patterns, you realize, man, I'm really like messed up. <laughs> How do I fix myself? And number one, do I even want to be better? And then two, you have to get over the blame, stop pointing fingers and saying this person didn't do that, that person didn't do that. You take responsibility for your own actions. And it was a, a period of time that God really called me to his full attention. I had gotten sick with Bell's palsy. I was ashamed to go outside because of the way it looked. My face would look a little lopsided. And during that healing process physically, God was delivering me emotionally and mentally to a better place. So I'll let Raul tell his story and how he developed. But what was interesting is we both had the same vision for, you know, for, for the world that you can find love, but first you, you know, you should probably heal yourself first. And we wanted to bring that message to, to, to the world because everyone sees us and say, oh, you guys are so perfect. Oh, you guys are so good for each other. But it's been a lot of crap that we've been through in our own separate worlds. And now we come together as healed and whole together for a bigger purpose. But we want to show the good, bad, and the yummy. Instead of right, that the good, bad, and the ugly, the good, bad, and the yummy about life. Not to say, look at us, we're the perfect couple. We have everything right. We're the queen and king. That is not, that wasn't our intent. It's, we wanted to show the crap that we've been through to, to show now that we can, you know, shine together and then give people hope that they could do the same. Yeah, that was powerful. That that clearly came through because everybody had a story. And, and I've always said that everybody has stories. And you know, they have the, the good, right? You know, everybody knows, uh, you know, that's why we go on a journey. Like even in my own book, we start off with the heartbeats, that first love, you know, the, the that's the easy part. That's almost the easiest part of, of life. But then you get through that, that journey of that path and you get lost a little bit. And then if you're able to clear through all the trauma, because that's really what we were talking about yesterday is love through healing. And wow, there was so much healing that I felt went, went on and went through. It was just so amazing. Raul, uh, Raul, Raul, you know, also, so when you started creating this and, and met Jessica, how how that 
come about, not the necessarily the meeting, and we could talk about the CLA, and we could talk about all the organizations, the, the people that you meet, because it, it is the people we meet along the way who help us along our journeys. Yeah, I, Jose and Emilio can can kind of trade jabs as to who takes the credit for for giving the platform for me to meet Jessica first. Uh, but uh, <laughs> in reality, it was uh, Dr. Obama and, and his CEO, uh, uh, Afia, uh, because had they not made the invite, had they not had Jessica in her in their program, then Emilio wouldn't have met Jessica and neither Jose. And the first time that I saw Jessica was on Emilio's Amacal, mm. which then led to Jessica joining the CLA. So it's kind of that kind of domino effect. <laughs> well, that's one of those things is, you know, I always say God connects you in different ways or you, you never know and never can expect things. So he, so, so Jessica was only a member of the, the Millie Club originally. And yeah. because of the, the cross-blending of all the other clubs, Wow. See, because I had truthfully, you know, I, when, I, when I worked with J.R. Spear, he was like, oh, you got to talk, Dr. Obama, Dr. Obama. I'm like, I had never heard of Dr. Obama until then. And since then, he, he's, we've had many conversations and he's changed my life um, in, in helping me see things in, in, in such a way. And, and that's what community is. We talked among the things we talked about yesterday. What does community mean to you guys? You know, so obviously not only the, the, the beautifulness of that you were able to meet, but there's so much more about community and, and gathering and, and how love is healing. I know for me, you know, being a solopreneur for so long, I felt like I was a lone ranger, a lone wolf, if you will. Mm-hmm. I uh, work from home. I, I, I'm a first time business owner. So it's not like I was mentored by my parents or anybody in my family who knew how to do this thing. I figured a lot of good things out myself and I and I went through some trials and tribulations. So my prayer to God was send me a family of business minded people, those who are invested in their personal growth, those who are always growing. Because, you know, we're a very small population. Not everybody wants to be better in life. Not, bad. Not everybody invests their time and their money into personal development. Everybody so wants I, I to be want... better, right? Everybody wants to be better, but nobody wants to do the work, right? Not many people do. And I, and I would find that um, I would get excited in my previous seasons with people who I thought were movers and shakers, and then they would fall off very easily. And I, and I, I, I prayed. I said, God, send me my tribe. Send me my tribe. I had known Afia, who's the CEO of Underdog Millionaire since, you know, for, for a few years now. And she invited me to one of the events and I just, I paid to get in the room. That's a nugget. You know, you have to pay to play. Sometimes you have to go to events and invest in yourself. So I went, I went, I met these heavy hitters. I said, Emilio actually said, you have my last name. Where are you from? Cause he, we had the same last name, but we have no relation to each other. So we had that conversation. I met uh, Jose and funny story. <laughs> Raul thought I was Emilio's sister. <laughs> so he didn't initially uh, contact me because he thought that was, wait, you know, bro code. <laughs> That's one of those things I don't understand. I did also think that, that you were his sister or cousin or, or somebody part of the family. Like I remember growing up, I said to one of my friends, if you want to date my sister, da-, because you want to know something in, in a different way, I know that you won't you know, do, ro- do her wrong. Now, it might not work out, and that's a different story, but it really, 
you wouldn't hurt your cousin, right? You wouldn't hurt if you went out with somebody who is related to a, a, one of your good friends. You you would be extra extra careful, right? Some guys, some guys. Well, like, it took him yeah. a while, yeah. and he found out. And Emilio said, "Hey, I don't know her from. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I just met her. You know, she's nice. She's we're from the same part of Puerto Rico, but maybe she's related, or maybe not. But you know, I just met her, and that gave him the green light. <laughs> he was like, oh, <laughs> she's not your sister. Okay, let me talk to her. But but going back to your question, uh, to, community to me is support. Community to me is encouragement. It's accountability." Uh, you you have when you pray for community. I think you just need to be ready for the family. And you know, we families are sometimes it's a good interaction. Sometimes we it's not. But you know, we're all in this together. And that was the commitment that I made to myself when I joined the Underdog Millionaire. Not only did I ask them to, for help in building my business, but accountability, love, and support uh, with the CLA as well and with the AMA community. And, and that's, that's what community is to me, love, encouragement, support, and accountability. Yeah. And I love that you said you also asked for help. That's the real challenge where most people don't. And, and, and Raul, I, I know, you know, is always one of those people, whenever I've seen him live or on, per, you know, on camera is he's always willing to help. I mean, you know, so, so I know community is really important to you, Raul. And, uh, how, you know, how do you, how do you feel like when you created the event, uh, it, it was all about community yesterday. It really was all about community and, you know, using all my R's about the rewards of being in a community and creating that safe space. And, and you, you see, you, you're such a, a gentle gentleman. Uh, you know, that's why you and I connect really well that how do you create that safe space? What's that creates that safe space that's created for you. It's uh, it's being transparent. It's being vulnerable, uh, open to to support. I, I think uh, sometimes we really want to we want to have control over things in our lives, maybe everything. And God has a way of telling us, you know, it's okay. I I, I got this for you. Trust in me. Mm. And I want the right people around you to show you that I have your back. You know, there's, there's a, I know there's a story without getting very preachy or, or <laughs> religious. Uh, there's a story in the Bible about how uh, there was a guy who they were, they were, because I have a beach in the background, uh, they were in the middle of this storm and they were in, 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 in the ocean with the, with the, you know, trying to survive it. And there were three different times that God sent somebody to help him, and he refused to accept it. And so after he died, he, he questioned him, and he said, I, I, <laughs> I was waiting for you. Why didn't you come to me? Or why didn't you come to help me? And he said, well, I sent you this person, and I sent you that person, and I sent you that person, and you never accepted. And you didn't know all along that that was me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. which, which is which is one of those sayings you hear sayings all the time. And Les Brown has a saying where sometimes God acts anonymously through somebody. And I, I think about that all the time. When even just meeting both of you, for me, is you know, I've been always asking for this East Coast connection. Not that I don't like my West Coast families and and. The, the connections that I'm there, but for me, it's easier while my children are younger to get in a car for two hours and come down to see you guys. 
and, and to find this these things. So that's why I always say you guys are, are blessings as well as all the communities, you know, meeting everybody and then being there. It really has that feeling of home. Uh, even yesterday, though we were virtual, it was that home. It was that home feeling. You guys did an amazing job pulling together the right speakers who were from all over the country. It wasn't just local, but putting that and, and really talking about the healing. You know, the you know and it, it was hard to choose the speakers. Let me just say, we um, in community, right? We're blessed to to have a lot of people who love us and a lot of people that we love. So to in a four hour program, we knew that somebody would talk for 20 or 30 minutes and that lead that left room for maybe four, five speakers. It was hard to choose who we were going to invite, but we wanted to cover all bases. We wanted a married couple, right, who could speak to those who are currently in marriages or want to be married. We wanted people who had been already been married, but now are in a different season, maybe divorced or widowed. We were able to invite, uh, you know, someone on the panel to who fit that criteria. And Roland and myself are in a relationship. We're dating now. We're not married yet, but on paper, we're, we're still single. So we, we filled that slot of, you know, someone who was traditionally still single, someone who was married before, but divorced, someone who had been widowed, somebody who's in a relationship, but not with their partner. Uh, and also someone who was married. So it, it was, it was hard to choose who to invite. And this is not going to be the only one we'll ever have. We're going to have others, you know, where we can invite other people. But so many people wanted to speak on this panel. And I was excited because I'm. it's for our first one. It was like, wow, you guys actually care? You want to be here with us and spend time? Uh, but the right people were there. I had prayed the night before that the messages being delivered resonate with the audience. Whatever they came to eat at the feast of our table, that they actually feel satisfied when they left. And from our responses afterwards, it seems like everyone got a little bit of perspective and was able to heal a little bit from our couple hours together. So we'll be back in a moment. Hi there, I'm Lainey. And I'm Estella. And we're interrupting this podcast because we have a question for this audience. Do you or someone you know live with a disability or a chronic condition? If yes, you're not alone. One in five people in the U.S. do. We're the hosts of the Embrace It podcast, where we share tips, tools, and inspiration for everyday living with all types of disabilities. Our interviews with badass disability advocates will boost your confidence in all areas of life, including travel, fashion, relationships, career, and more. So walk or roll on over to your favorite podcast player and subscribe to Embrace It with Lainey and Estella. And now back to the show you were listening to, another great show produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. You're listening to Peace, Love, and Bring It Back with me, Uncle Dave, Dave Schmetzky. Yeah, no, I, I agree that everybody was. So, uh, so here, I, I was wearing it. I washed my shirt last night. So since we have a, <laughs> we have a video, um, I'm just going to put it one of the famous R shirts. Uh, but Jessica, when we were, the, the, the R and heart shirt, and 
you wanted the word real. Uh, and when I first heard it, I was like, really? We have so many R words. We're talking about love. But then after talking to you about it, I get chills now. Um, it was about being real. This was all about the healing. Uh, and, and, and that was a really special part because not only does community and healing really mean to you, and it means a lot to you. So I'd like to kind of pivot uh, a little bit uh, away from the yesterday event by talking about healing, but you guys are creating this amazing, uh, we can start howling if we want, uh, this, this amazing she-wolf, uh, alpha-wolf, wolf-den community. I'd love to hear more about that. Well, there's a, there is a beautiful saying that the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives. Mm. And there's there's very strong qualities and uniqueness to both the alpha wolf and the she-wolf. You know, they complement each other. Um, and they think they're both greater with each other. So what better than to provide a community? Here, here we go. Here we circle back to the, the value of community to have a group of she-wolves together to empower each other, support each other, have each other accountable. And in the same and on the same token, a group of alpha wolves to do to have that same uh community connection to be the better leaders to be the better entrepreneurs to be the better men that we can be for our she wolves if we happen to have partners or just the the women in our lives in general be it our sisters our mothers uh other other entrepreneurs that we work with we can all be better people if we if we do that introspection first yeah, one hundred percent. That's where I, you know, that's why you and I, when I when we connected, I said I want to, uh, which I'm going to roll out in the next few uh, weeks, is uh, Lone Wolf Squadron. Uh, you know, I- independently of being part of your 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 tribe, but you know, it's because you can either fly by yourself if you want to. I do a lot of flying. I talk about the Phoenix, or it's better to fly when, when you have wing people. It doesn't have to be, and I, I don't want it to be tied to entrepreneurship. Though entrepreneurs are more than welcome, we'll talk about books and things like that, but we'll also have the opportunity to just speak about regular stuff that people just yeah. want to talk about, and it, it, it doesn't have to be about your business. And that's why when, when we fly, when we take ourselves to the next level, it can't be all about business, and uh, though it's good and you have to work your business, but you have to work life. That's why with like even this podcast – you know, it's peace, love, and bring a bat. And I say it's spiritual, it's motivational, and perspirational. You have to do the work. And you guys have really done a lot of work together to really kind of build your community, work on yourselves. I mean, that's some scary stuff. Very scary. You know, <clears throat> going back to what you were saying about uh, community and it not always being about business, I resonate with that, David. I resonate with that. Very much because I found that in our circles, although the information is good, you really have to be in a place spiritually, mentally, and emotionally for application. Mm -hmm. And if you're not in that place of alignment and ready for application, the information has no value. So in the preparation season, because we all know that you don't go from zero to a hundred real quick, that's a saying, but that's not true. You have to go through one, two, three, four, five. You have to go through the stages. 
And a lot of that takes personal reflection. It mm-hmm. takes changing habits. It takes going through the hard stuff and looking at yourself inside before you're ready to execute your plan. So that's another part of our vision. And we saw a space, an opportunity in our business groups for that. Everyone was excited for this love sum. And a lot of people were still kind of like foggy on what it was. And hopefully now we have more momentum with them having an example of what it is. But uh, I I think for a lot of people, even one of the the participants on the panel, uh, not on the panel, uh, uh, one of the, the guests said she thought she was good until now. She had a lot of revelations. A lot of stuff came to the surface. The level of awareness came to fruition on the call. So those little seeds that were planted yesterday, I'm I'm, I'm excited to get the testimonial a year from now on how the seed, how God watered the seed and how the tree is growing. Right. Who who watered their seed, right? Because there could be some people, uh, I don't think anybody on that call, truthfully, uh, but there's so many people, like when you go to a Tony Robbins event, he goes, everybody does the event and, you know, go change your life till Sunday night. And then they go back to their real lives on Monday. And are they going to take all that knowledge that they had? And that's why, you know, follow through is the, the toughest part about being a human. Uh, you know, when we're having dieting, change, any sort of changes or, or, and as an entrepreneur, we're always changing and leveling up. How do you, what do you do in your life to, level up and, and how do you manage some of that? Oof, that is a daily, uh, that is a daily pattern of life. It's a lifestyle. And one of the things that I learned about doing set the 75 hard challenge is that you had, obviously it's not, uh, it's not very, uh, what's the word I want to say? It's not very um, realistic that somebody could live in a 75 hard style life the rest of you know every day but if you can be consistent with implementing at least some of the things that mm-hmm. 75 hard asks you to do such as a good diet spending some time reading mm-hmm. drinking a lot of water yep. journaling uh and me being a man of faith prayer those things just help you to, to to elevate your mindset to a level where there's al- there's always more that you know that you can do. Mm, yep. And with God holding you, you know, whether he's whether you look at him as being behind you, next to you, with you, uh putting your mindset in the right in the right frame and having God support, you know, there's there's just no limits to how how you can grow and, and be consistent. That's the thing, consistency. Yep, uh, that's consistency, and I always go, God is not behind you, uh, uh, he's in you, it's that spark within, that's why when I talk about the phoenix, uh, how about you, Jessica? Uh, that question, while Raul was answering, I was thinking about so many things and how I could answer this question, but for me, it's being intentional, mm-hmm. being intentional, so we all have the same 24 hours a day, right? We all have the same time frame. It's, it's what we do at that time that makes the difference. I feel like there's a lot of distractions in the world. Uh, there There's a lot of uh, entertainment, sporting events, TV, movies. And if you think about the people in those, you know, those those athletes, they've made it. They're making millions of dollars. They've applied the discipline and, and been successful in their craft. 
the movie stars. They've made it already. And here I am. I'm watching them, admiring them. Not, not, not still, you know, in, in a place where I'm still chasing my goals. So what, so when you look at that dynamic of how I'm spending my time, they've already invested the time in themselves. They're, they're, they're financially secure. They're able to do whatever they want. And here I am looking at them. I feel like it's a waste of time if I haven't already uh, achieved my goals. So I filter a lot of that out. I I don't know the last time. It's funny because Raul came to see me in Florida last month. And we intentionally, we saw a movie, the Whitney Houston movie that had just come out. But we went to the theater. We dedicated two hours in our time to to, to watch that movie. Uh, I'm not a person who sits in front of the TV for long hours and absorbs random information. I don't scroll social media looking at everybody else's life. In my time, when I wake up, I set my priorities for the day, whatever meetings I have, touch bases, this, that, and the other, and whatever doesn't get uh, put on the list, it just doesn't get done. So you have to be intentional with your time and execute your plan and have actually have a plan. Don't go through life like a leaf blowing in the wind because then you'll never get nothing done. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's also the great metaphor also. Don't be a leaf in the wind. Because you know, don't go only where the wind says. You know, yeah. you need to take take a stand where where you need to. And what are some places that you guys take a stand? Because I I, I usually call it the Phoenix moments about rising, but uh, I, you know, I want to keep the positive pieces uh, of what what all the healing was. So where do you take stands that you need to that the the, the boundaries in your life? You got you have to make boundaries with your your personal and your professional hats. Uh, It's funny. I was just having this conversation with Jessica the other day. You, you, when you have somebody like a special woman in your life, you don't just make decisions for yourself anymore. You're making decisions together. Mm -hmm. And even though, and she said it perfectly, you know, even though we're not married on paper, uh, we will be. At some point, very soon, we're getting there. Oh, of very course. soon! Oh, of course, of well, course I, I don't know what you guys you know? have been talking about. We got a we got a news break here. I don't know either, Dave. You let me know when you find out. <laughs> of course, you're gonna be there. You know, as a groomsman, I mean, there's no doubt I about hope that. So. I, I'd be honored to be be part of your. your... Um, you know, even though we're we're not there yet, um, I. I have very consciously when people comment on a post that I have or on a post that she has, not even thinking about it, I always respond with we. Mm. It's not just me anymore. It's it's Jessica and I. That's and beautiful. That, yeah, I, that, I, I... that motivates me to set boundaries because I'm not just doing things for myself anymore. I'm thinking about my future with her. Mm. And when I think about that, there's some there's there's some things that you know they're just not going to be at the top of my priority list anymore. Even though when I was a single guy, I enjoyed them, but now that I'm 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 just blessed to be with her, uh, it puts your mindset in a different area. So you yeah. learn how to say you 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 learn how saying no to others or things is actually yes for you. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and that's what, you know, when I talk about the bat, you know, we, we, we tease about it all the time, but it really is knowing those non-negotiables in your life and knowing those boundaries where you want to go, because that's where you'll be, you know, so powerful 
in, in what you need to do. I got you, Ruel. Yep. Um, you know, and, and that's part of the, the the challenge of what we do is when we're going through so many different things in, in our own lives. And, no, and I was going to piggyback off of what he said, sure. too, in regards to boundaries and, and things that are non-negotiables. For me, one thing that I am grateful for is a, a good spiritual upbringing uh, for, for those, you know, I, I and I know spirituality and faith, those, those are controversial for a lot of people, but I believe in God. I believe the Bible is like a blueprint for life. And in the Bible, it talks about how we should divide our time. So God tells us to put him first, put ourselves and our family second, and to put work third. And in this, if we do those things, then we'll always have our needs taken care of. To put faith in putting him first, putting ourselves and our family second, and then our material pursuits third. I feel like a lot of people get that wrong. Uh, and sometimes in my life, I've all I've I've gotten that wrong. Sure? I, I was telling, you know, I, I'll put work above faith. I put work above myself. And the truth is, if you don't take care of yourself, you can't be a good employee. You can't be a good business owner. You can't be a good wife or husband. You can't be a good friend. And and all of that identity comes from first knowing who you are in God, knowing what your purpose is here, talking to him on a regular basis and getting enlightenment on how you should navigate and move and how you should act. So for me, the boundaries are in my seven days per week, I have to spend time talking to God. Sure. When I first wake up, it's my first conversation. Thank you, God, for this day. Because I can't pay God $5 and say, hey, God, can I have another minute of my life? You know, he, he don't care about that. He owns all the money. He lets us have it. So it's a gift when I can wake up and have energy and say, thank you for this day. And then I align with myself. What do I need? You know, do I need uh, journaling, reflection? Do I need coffee? I like coffee in the morning. I, I've just found Starbucks has this new concentrated coffee, iced coffee. I put a little bit of concentrated coffee, some water, and I put some ice in it, shake it up. I need coffee. If not, I'm no good. And then um, after that, it's my work. It's my purpose. It's my mission to work. So my boundaries are, if, if, if I'm not living my life in that order and I'm not happy and something feels uh, confused or off, I usually reevaluate how I'm spending my time. And is it falling in line with my core values of God first, myself second, and work third? Yeah, so to, to, to piggyback off of that, that was my challenge. So when I when I tried to kill myself a couple of years ago. It was because I wasn't balanced. I now make sure I make a conscious effort to balance because if not, that's where I went off the rails. I was helping everybody else and I didn't take care of Dave. So I wasn't as good a, a husband as I could have been. I wasn't as good as a father as I could have been. I wasn't as good as a, an employee. Sure, I got all my work done for the check marks if you look on the outside, but I was running on ice on too many different things. Now I'm much more efficient because of my focus. And it sounds like that's exactly where you both are, uh, having that clarity of through healing, but also that belief in, in, a, in a higher power. Raul? It's everything. It's everything. You know, um, 
but God is God's love for humanity is you can't you can't describe it with words. It's just it's it's other world overworldly. Sure. <laughs> and as as a as dedicated as a as dedicated as a person of faith that you can be, there is always another level that you can have your connection with God with. And it's not until you 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 learn to to go through the discomfort that you can realize it like and uh it wasn't until jose invited me to join the conquered will challenge with a, a it was a group of catholic men i think we started with 12 or 13 guys but we but about eight of them actually finished you know me included mm-hmm. you know 66 days of mind body spirit and just complete 360 degree realization that it's like wow i thought i loved god but clearly <laughs> i need to love him more well because... and that's the thing is and that's when we talk about love and healing as 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 love as much love as you have especially when you embrace you know god's love and, and the love of, of a partner there's always another level you think you're yeah. done uh there's no finish line and that's the powerful part of, you know, experiencing that there's no finish line, but it gets better and better as you do more and more. And that's one of the tricks is the ability to surrender and make sure that you don't get attached to those shiny objects that Jessica was talking about earlier. You know, all the the, the physical items, when you can walk away from all of that stuff and Put your love, and that's why when I started that conversation, you know, who loves pizza, and everybody raised their hands, and I go, well, I hope not, because, you know, we got to remind ourselves, and I try not to use the word love so freely. I, I want to make an intention. I think that's part of our goals is, is the intentions we put past it. Absolutely. Question for you. Um, do you sure. like pizza with pineapple or not? See, I, 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 look, I'm from Brooklyn, so pizza is a, 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 a serious thing. I will eat pi- a pizza with pineapple, though. I, I, yes, I, that's yeah, my so, you know, I'm like, I, I, I like that that sweet and and and, and tart piece. Um, but you know, I mean, really, so growing up, we're all well. I'm, I'm older than you guys are, but growing up, there was only pizza. There was no pizza with chicken. Like that was like a big thing. Just putting chicken on a pizza, right? It was only. The only toppings were, you know, sausage, you know, meatball or onions and peppers, right? That, there, was, there was no, now you can have a meal on it. I mean, that's why sometimes <laughs> I'll have that conversation that you sometimes do need a fork. Like to eat a regular slice of pizza, absolutely not. You got to eat it. You got to fold it. I know exactly what you got to do. But I've had some, you know, like chicken Parmesan and, and, and stuff where it's really like, it can't lift it up. You you have to eat it differently. Now, when it gets small enough, I eat it, I fold it up. But yeah, so I definitely uh, don't mind uh, pineapple. I, I'm I'm one of the in the pineapple uh, part. I love pineapple. I think it's it, not only is it the one of the most healthiest fruits that you can eat, but uh, I like that that sweet and 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 tart, you know, sweet and sour uh, flavors. And I see Jessica. She's like, "Oh, you guys are horrible." <laughs> so Jessica, so while we're asking this question, what do you think of it? Let's let's ask her. 
She's not a fan. <laughs> yeah, like I, I saw her face. Well, but so I, the question I'll ask you is is not pizza related. Do you like uh, chocolate covered pretzels? Do you like that 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 sweet and salty tart uh, togetherness? Uh so 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 food is my thing. So food is my thing, Dave. So this is this is where I take it very personally, and I appreciate you guys' opinion on pe- pineapple on pizza. But that is that is. I don't think you should mix the sweet and salty. It's not my fave. So I don't like kettle kettle corn, popcorn. I just want butter and and popcorn. I don't I don't like sweet popcorn. I think that's like an oxymoron, sweet popcorn. Um some people do though. Like so I'm a cake decorator. I make a chocolate covered pretzels. Some people really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh Raul likes it. Yeah. He loves those <laughs> darn pretzels, right? I'm a cake pop type of person, hence my background. I like sweet stuff. I like chocolate. I like uh, I like sugar. Sugar. I just like sugar to be mm-hmm. sugar, and I like savory to be savory. One of my favorite Italian dishes is uh, chicken parmesan. Oh, my mm. goodness. I love a good red sauce. Italian sauce, I love a good red sauce. And I think that's why I don't. I don't like to mix my pizza because I like a good red sauce. So if the pizza is quality, good yeah. Italian style style pizza, I just want to enjoy the Italian style pizza. Yep. Uh, Does that I, make sense? I, yeah, no, that makes complete sense. Uh, and, and and there's no wrong answers here. So, you know, but uh, I, I agree, uh, you know, and I, and I realize there's times that I only want one or the other. So I, I'm, I'm, I don't know how Raul is, but sometimes I just want the pretzel to be a pretzel. But I also, I just turn some people on to this honey pretzel that uh, so it has a twist and it, so it has that sweet. I, I, and I realize that sometimes I, it's too much for me and I just like a, a pure salty pretzel. And then there's other times I like that sweet and salt and, and the different flavors. It, it, it kind of depends on what you need. And I think that's like music. So I know Raul, you're, you're a DJ. So how you, you know, blend your music. It's a, it's an art. Uh, and the same thing with the cooking with Jessica, with you blending the ability to come all those and respecting people's opinions. So you'll make your chocolate covered pretzels. You just not, might not eat that. I'll make them. Yeah, I understand. And that was a big revelation in my cake decorating business because I would put things on the menu that I liked. And then others would come to me with suggestions and I'm like, ew, who likes that? They're like, <laughs> I like that. For example, key lime pie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of those things that either you really like it or it's not your fave. Uh, that sweet and tart kind of mm-hmm. feel like it's not my fa- it's not my fave. But Raul likes it, key lime. So living in the South, I've had to adapt to others' uh, taste buds and, and make things that other people like. Another one is red velvet cake. Uh, I, I, I thought like, wow. So red velvet cake is like a chocolate cake dyed red. And I thought to myself, how interesting. It's like a chocolate. Well, why can't you just have the chocolate cake? If you want the chocolate cake, why does it have to be dyed red and the cream cheese and all this stuff? So I'm learning to get outside of my box. Yep. I'm learning to to cater to different personalities and different flavors of people and to respect those in the process. But yeah, y'all can keep the pineapple pizza. Well, I'll just can... eat the pineapple separate for dessert after my pizza. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and you can keep the uh, the the red, the red velvet. I, I I don't understand cream cheese. Yeah, like also like like carrot cake. The first time I had carrot cake had like a sweet uh, or more sweet icing, and then the next time it was the cream cheese, which is the traditional 
carrot. And I'm like, no, I don't like carrot cake. I, I don't want, I don't put cream cheese. I don't put even cream cheese on my bagels, which is another one of the, I guess the Brooklyn things part of me is like, I'm very particular in in the bagels that I eat. <laughs> if you don't put cream cheese, do you put uh, butter? I do. Yeah, I do. Uh, you know, so I, I and, and, and but there's times that I I could eat a bagel without having anything on it. Like you know, if you sure. give me a, a sesame, like now that all the stores close earlier, it's incredible. Uh, but growing up, we could be one o'clock in the morning. Where else are you gonna eat? You know, there might be one diner open or whatever. But there's always a lot of bagel stores that were open, so you could just go grab some, and, and it was so cheap. I mean, it was like four mm. for a dollar at, at one point. I, I am old enough for that. Now they're like two bucks a piece. Uh, it, it, it's incredible, but it, it, it's funny how we use food in our lives, and then we're surprised at what we eat. But it, 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 there's a comfort level for that, and and, and we got to respect that. I sure do. Okay, I'm gonna have plenty of pineapple on my pizza for the Super Bowl today. That's for sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> awesome. And I, and I and I'm sure you're rooting for the Eagles, who I, I who I think are going to win, but um. I don't really care who wins, truthfully, because I, none of those teams are are my team. But uh, I gotta have some peanut. Uh, uh, are are you a, 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 a? I was gonna say a Philly fan. Well, uh, an Eagles fan. Well, we, well, Jessica and I have a have a have our own football rivalry between us. Uh, her being in in Florida, you know, she I, I joke that she roots for the Bucketeers. <laughs> <laughs> And the funny story about me is that, you know, I I was born and raised in Maryland, but my parents, being from El Salvador, they were not going to embrace American football the way that I do, you know, mm. being born and raised here. I, I, I love all sports. The only one I don't really enjoy is golf. Like, I, I, I cannot get into golf, but <laughs> the one person that taught me everything I know about football was my cousin's. Uh, the father of my cousin's ex-boyfriend, and he was a he was he was from Dallas. Ah, okay. Uh oh. So you know when we would go visit my grandmother on Sunday on Sundays, uh, and you know the, her 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 ex-boyfriend would be there sometimes when it was a football game yeah, day. Like sure. he'd bring his dad along, and I remember him, uh, Mr. Jones. He, and, and God rest his soul, he died a few years ago. He would call me over and he'd say, come here, son. You know about football? Let me tell you about football. Hey, right here, that's the quarterback, Troy Aikman. <laughs> I mean, I, I like the Cowboys. He taught me about the Cowboys at the peak of their – Sure, know, the, the, the 90s. Yeah, well, I, 90s, I, yeah. yeah. So pretty much from that point up until now, I've been faithful to them. You know. Okay, well, I got to so, tell you, I've been a 49er fan. So I, I you know, living in New York, I, I root for the Jets and the Giants, and yeah. I, 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 I'm fully. Uh, but my team has been the 49ers for a similar reason. Like I had bet my dad. So again, I'm older than you are. In, in the early 80s, and the big dollar bet. My dad wasn't a football fan, but we we would watch the game together, and uh, so we we bet a dollar, and I was like. Man, a dollar at that time, right? I was, you know, probably 10, 11. What, you know, where do you get a dollar? <laughs> um, and I won. And because I won, wow. I was like, hey, they brought me money, man. I'm staying with this team. And I followed them through the bad years, uh, the less good years, and uh, we're back into uh, at least more competitive years. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and I enjoy watching football. I mean, I, I used to throw this huge holiday 
party, uh, sort of like Jessica, where food, I, I, nobody ever left my parties hungry and my barbecues. So we'll have to have you up because I think this year I'm due for a barbecue. I haven't had one in a couple of years. And um, between my book and, and everything, I think there's a lot of reasons to celebrate. There's always a reason to celebrate. Okay. Bigger spot. All right, so I know I know where we, we we've gone longer than we we, we wanted to, uh, but uh, you know I love I I I really do enjoy talking to you both. Is there any sort of message that you'd like to leave us with? Like I always say, let's plant a seed in the magic garden that we hope grows in our in the audience. So is there? Well, let well again we'll have ladies first. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Jessica, is, so is there any seed that you'd like to you know words of wisdom that you'd like to share with us on the on parting? You know, I live by the motto that creativity is your superpower. And I would really encourage anyone who has a creative gift, whether you're a dancer, a painter, a cake decorator, an artist, uh, a literary, uh, a poet, whatever creative gift God has given you to truly develop that because that's what makes us different. That's what's going to put the spin on whatever profession you have. It's not what you do, it's how you do it. So I like to tell people and empower them to really hone into their creative gifts and leverage on that because it's your superpower. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much for that. How about yourself, Raul? There's there's so many layers to how you can live love in your life. Mm -hmm. And the one that I've shared with Jessica is is kind of a a very tier level. Love God first, because he's everything to me. Then love yourself. Then love your partner, if you have one. And then after your partner, you love your family and your friends. And then it's the rest of humanity. You do it in that order you're going to have a lot of peace. That's exactly right. Uh, you know, as I share the story always, you need to love yourself and put yourself before anybody else. It's not selfish. It really is is helping. And through through the universe or, or God's glory, that's how it all happens. Uh, it really does. He tests you. He, he brings the bat. And uh, so I'd like to just say thank you so much. As always, talking to you guys is just so uplifting for me. And I appreciate you guys. Uh, on so many different levels. Thank you so much for your time today. And um, for everybody else, I just want to wish you peace and love as always. Find that up. Oh, look at Raul. He brought a bat. Uh, bat. You, you got to bring the bat. Be careful for the guy who brings the bat. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, just wishing everybody peace and love. And when you do bring a bat, I want you to hit your sweet spot and knock it out of the park. God bless everybody. You be well. There we go. Thank you for having us. I'm really glad that you're enjoying our show. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is brought to you by Launchpad 516 Studios. Executive produced by David Chemetsky and George Andriopoulos. Music selections by James Grant, Zach Nelson, and James Gaither, and licensed through Storyblock. Sound effects and sponsorship music licensed through Epidemic Sound. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is hosted with Podbean. Subscribe to our show wherever podcasts are available. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share with all of your friends. Follow us on Facebook at Peace, Love, and Bring a Back. Follow me, Uncle Dave, Dave Shemetsky, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. You can find all those links and more info at davidshemetsky.com. For show ideas, feedback, guest inquiries, or just a chat, 
reach out to me at peacelovebringabat at gmail.com. For sponsorship and media inquiries, reach out to peacelovebringabat at lp516.com. Make sure to follow all the great podcasts produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Today's journey has come to a close, my friends. I hope the seeds of peace and love continue to grow for each one of you. Remember that peace and love surrounds you and will assist you to rise again. But don't forget to bring it back for what you believe in. Namaste.